Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. So if you've been coming to church over the last month or so, you would have noticed that we've been focusing on this on the theme of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's just been the, the right season, the right time in the biblical calendar as well. You know, sort of after the Easter Passover time, they're getting into the, uh, the, the first fruits of, uh, uh, yeah, in the Pentecost time. We celebrated that last weekend as well. Mm. Just remembering that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that yeah. first initial uh, like big outpouring of the Holy Spirit mm. and the yeah I guess the launch and the empowering of the new church mm. and the new the new covenant church mm. and that's what we we remember about about that time and we yeah we've been teaching into that um, and we want to continue a little bit more as well and over the next next while we felt also to focus on what are some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and what is what does life in the spirit look like Mm. Um, for all of us, you know, as we, it's not just about getting prayer for the Holy Spirit and then, you know, then what? <laughs> mm. What does it look like? And I, I totally recommend just, you know, reading through the book of Acts as well. Uh, we, I guess the full title of that book is the Acts of the Apostles. You could also call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit mm. through the Apostles. <laughs> all the Acts of the Apostles empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because that's, that's really what it is. And if you, that's the, the theme that we see there about this com- community that was completely transformed mm. through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So that you read about that right in the beginning of the book of Acts, about the Holy Spirit being poured out. And then you see what happened. You know, how was their life totally different after that? What did that Christian community look like? Yeah. And um, yeah, so we're going to focus on different themes uh, relating to that and... I guess this morning is even a bit of an introduction into that, and we'll hear from different people about different gifts. We can't possibly look to cover everything. There isn't, as part of what I'm going to say today, there isn't really just one defined set of things that the Holy Spirit just gives, and it's not like we can go through a checklist. There are a number of lists and things mentioned in the Bible, but actually, it's even more than that. There's there's even more that, that God does. So we're just going to pick and choose what we feel God putting is yeah, emphasizing with us um, at this time. But let's have a look in Acts chapter 1. And I'll read from verse, from verse 4 here. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. That's Jesus. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus' final words to his disciples before he he ascended to the throne in heaven. eh? Um, Powerful final words. I want to draw out some things here, and we've, we have even looked at the scripture before in the last month. Um, just a key thing that Jesus emphasizes here, he says, you will receive power. power. Okay, and I, I want to focus this morning on, an, on empowering, okay, and, and looking at this a little bit more. 
Um, but a key thing that I found, when I looked up, if you just look up in the dictionary, you know, in the Oxford Dictionary, and you look up some things, or in a thesaurus as well, and look up what is power, there's actually different aspects to it. And I was, I was quite intrigued to just look at different, it's not really different meanings completely, but different aspects to power and to thinking about what is the power that the Holy Spirit gives us. And there were actually three key words that, or three key aspects that stood out for me in this. And this is, yeah, kind of what I want to explore a little bit more today. One of them is, well, probably the most obvious one that we think about is strength. Okay? So we think of power as strength. And that's often in the physical sense. And that does happen. Okay? The Holy Spirit comes into us and actually can give us supernatural strength. So even in terms of healing, we can get restoration, life, renewal of our bodies even, even our physical being. And we see in the, I mean, you, there are stories through the Bible, but if you just think typically of someone like Samson in the Old Testament, yeah. it says the power of the, or the, the, the spirit of the Lord would come upon him. Okay? And then he would have the supernatural strength. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he could even push down these, those columns right at the end of his life. And you know, he just had supernatural strength when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So there was a supernatural impartation of like real physical strength and, and power. And then also you see in, later in Acts, Paul at one stage um, after he's been shipwrecked and they're gathering wood and they're starting a fire and he gets bitten by a snake and he just shakes it off, throws it at the fire and, and all the locals must have known what snake that was because it says they were looking at him and expecting him to get swell up and die. And he didn't. And he just carried on like he was fine. And then they were like, they actually said he's a god. Okay, They didn't know God. Um, but that was like something so supernatural. So there's a, being filled with the Holy Spirit gives us this, can even give us a supernatural you know, strength and, yeah. and, and power. That's, that's probably... You know, one of the things that we think about when you think of, wow, okay, the Holy Spirit giving us that strength. Holy Spirit also, the, you know, another aspect to that power that he gives is also more like in the sense of efficiency. Like the power to do things that makes it seem like it's easier than it, yeah. than it was. Or Amen. with not as much effort mm. as we might have thought. So... One radical example in Acts as well is of, uh, of Stephen, who's, um, sorry, it's not Stephen. It is Philip, the evangelist, who is, I've written the wrong name here, but I know that <laughs> the story is not there. Um, just realizing. It was, yeah, Philip, the evangelist, who was transported from one place. He had just shared the gospel with the Ethiopian guy, baptized him, and the next moment he found himself in another place, like supernatural transportation. So something happened, that power of the Holy Spirit was like a movement from one place to the other, like an effortless movement. So things can be, can happen more quickly, or not in such a linear way maybe, or in a, yeah, in a different way. But, you know, it might also be something like an ability that you have, or suddenly you're able to do something that, used to be really hard or you thought it was really took a lot of energy and and i've found that, that there can be supernatural aspects 
You know, for example, I'm, I'm a lecturer and I know the energy that it takes out of me to, to lecture, to teach regularly and things like that. And what I've, I've found and what I've loved to see over the years is the difference between preaching and lecturing mm. for me, which physically is almost quite a very similar type of a thing. But the spiritual sort of renewal that I find and the energy and the strength and the refreshing that I find while using the gift of preaching, yeah. it's just very different Amen. in a different sense. So there's almost like the, you know, the, the empowering of the Holy Spirit that allows you to do something more easily or with less energy or with more refreshing. Eh? So, yeah, that's an interesting part. And... Actually, what I want to spend a little bit longer on is the third aspect, which is power in the sense of ability. Mm. The ability to do something that maybe you've never had the ability to do before. Mm. And I want to focus on just what's happened here in, in, in Acts, what we've just read. And if we continue over into Acts chapter 2, read a little bit more about what happened. So the Holy Spirit was poured out. And I'll read um, where now from verse 14. So the Holy Spirit was poured out. They all seemed like they were drunk. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let's see what was actually happening. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. Yeah. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And I'll just pause there. He, he went on. But what I want to just look at here is... What happened, the difference that this made when the Holy Spirit was poured out? Did you remember, we, we just read a little, little while ago, was when Jesus said to the disciples, I'm going to pour out the Holy Spirit. And then they asked him, so at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Like, they didn't know why the Holy Spirit was going to be poured out, and they didn't really understand. That just shows that, and Jesus had to try and tell them what was happening they still it was yeah at that stage they still yeah. thought is this like a political thing is this like are you coming to change get rid of the the romans bring like you know just they didn't really get it 10 days later it's not a long time later holy spirit gets poured out what happens peter stands up okay and suddenly he starts explaining to people what's going on yeah, well, Peter, you didn't know what was going on. Now you know what's going on. Okay, that's part of that new ability. The Holy Spirit is bringing revelation, supernatural revelation, because suddenly he says, oh, this is what the scripture says. Do you know that those guys didn't have the Bible, the written Bible like what we have? They didn't have Acts chapter 2 that says, this is what was going on. <laughs> hey? And in those days, the, what, I mean, the, the, the scrolls that were written were kept in the synagogues. Mm. And only certain people who were being trained 
trained to be rabbis would memorize the scriptures. They didn't take it home with them and read them in their quiet times. They learned from a young age. They were trained and they memorized scripture. Actually, Paul was one of those guys who was trained in those ways. He was being trained to be a rabbi. He was one who memorized scriptures from from an early age. But the guys that Jesus chose, the disciples, who were there? They were fishermen and tax collectors and other guys okay, who were not people who were being trained to be rabbis and were not spending all their time memorizing scripture. So this makes this even more supernatural mm. that suddenly they are able to quote scriptures, prophecies from the Old Testament and remember exactly what this is referring to. Okay, that's supernatural like revelation that was coming. Also we see that supernatural like leadership impartation, leadership and even um, I say yeah, like courage. Okay, what happened when all the crowds of people were you know were around when when they were about to um, well trial put Jesus on trial and then crucify him and Peter was there and they asked him, "Are you with this group?" He denied Christ three times. Right? Obviously, Jesus spoke with him, met with him afterwards, and did restoration. But what happens here when the crowd says, "Are these people drunk?" Like, are you with all these drunk people? What's going on? And he stands up and he says, no, 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 this is what's actually going on. Suddenly he's a different man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now he's a leader. And he's got revelation and insights and, and, and courage in that moment. In Acts chapter 4, the, um, some of these the disciples were explaining to the, the Sanhedrin, the, the religious people, what was going on. And they were brought before them and the talking and as they were explaining things uh, these religious the religious guys at the time they were like it says they took note that these men had been with Jesus because they were unschooled ordinary people who were quoting scriptures to them so the the guys who were the educated the ones who'd been studying scriptures they were like this is amazing. We've been studying our whole lives these scriptures. These guys who haven't been coming in and quoting all the scriptures to us. Okay, so they value that. They could respect that and understand. And actually, so much so that they were like, that was a testimony. Like, these guys have been with Jesus because something supernatural has happened. Um, I want to also look at, at a, quite a different example from, um, from within the Old Testament. But I like it and I think you'll get the idea because it, it leads into just opening our mind to thinking about gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us and the abilities that He gives us in such a different way. So I'm going to turn to Exodus chapter 31. You go, we can have a look. I'm going to look at a, a character, just a short bit about a character called Bezalel. Has anyone heard of this guy? Okay, not many. Um, and I didn't know too much about it. Bezalel, Exodus 31. Because we, and before I read that, it just, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts that we, that we see in the Bible, you know, gifts of prophecy, or speaking in tongues, or gifts of healing and miracles and these sorts of things. And then also practical gifts, things like hospitality and administration. There's, there's all these different aspects. Yeah. And also, sometimes just the special abilities to do something that God 
He's wanting us to do as part of his kingdom advance. And if we read in this little story about Bezalel and Oholiab in Exodus 31, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs, Catherine, for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Oholiab, son of Ahisamach, <laughs> of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you. And it goes on to list all of the different things that they were commanded to make. Okay, isn't this incredible? So in the, the difference from the old covenant to the new covenant is that the Holy Spirit was was really poured out upon specific people at specific times mm. as the Lord sort of worked in that. Yeah. Whereas for the new covenant, it was a promise for all mm. to be poured out upon all flesh. Mm. That you know, it says your sons and your daughters and the old men and the young. and Okay? So that's the promise that's, that's given for all of us and that's the prophecy of, of Joel. Yeah, whereas in the Old Testament just select specific people for normally for specific purposes too but i think this gives us insights into more of the working of the holy spirit than we sometimes think about because you know i've really i've really learned this as well that the gifts that the holy spirit gives us are actually not just for when we come together as on sundays or as a church and they're not not Look, some of, and it even says in the New Covenant, like some of them, some gifts are more for the body of believers and more for Christians and some maybe more for unbelievers. But in general, that, that kind of shows us that actually the gifts are not limited to church and to meetings. And it actually in my, in my own testimony in life, it was quite a breakthrough when I realized that even gifts that I thought were the ones that were just for the church are actually ones that I can use in my workplace. And sometimes that's kind of scary when I realize that God was giving me like a word of knowledge for someone at work. (laughs) Okay? Or a prophetic insight or even a solution or an idea. And I'm thinking, where did that come from? Like, oh, but I was praying about that. So God's given me an idea. I, yeah, I have a, Christian friend in business um, in Durban and a while ago I was chatting with him and he he works for well he's his company is a consulting company and he said he's actually told his customers now that he's not going to charge them hourly rates because he's realizing that God's giving him solutions sometimes quickly and he said if he gets he's actually told them like he's like he's like you know how long does it take you to get a great idea well, sometimes it might take long, but what if God gives me a great idea like that? Yeah. How much do I charge you for that? <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a, you know, it's a kind of interesting thing, but it's, it's so true. So that, you know, that life in the Spirit means that we could get things maybe easily than we 
more used, you know, used to get, or supernaturally, or differently. But we can certainly trust God for these things. And yeah, we see here with this example with with Bezalel that you know he wasn't just given spiritual insights, but he was he was also given, and all of these guys were actually given the ability, supernatural ability and skill, to do things for the advance of God's kingdom. And if we start to also realize that, you know, God wants to bring his kingdom into the places where we work, where we live in our communities, then he's got things for us there as well. eh? These different skills and, um, and abilities that, yeah, that he has for us. Um, Yeah, just another thing I was going to mention earlier with in, in the book of, of Acts chapter 2 there where it speaks about the prophecy of Joel. Mm. And, you know, people have thought that they were drunk. But just thinking what was actually happening at that time. And uh, when he points and refers back to, to the prophecy of Joel, he says, no, they're getting dreams and visions. Okay, their eyes are being opened to things. Mm. And sometimes that can... That can seem crazy. (laughs) Sometimes it can be like, whoa, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What are other people seeing and hearing around me? But it's that sense of just relying on God and trusting in Him through that empowering of the Holy Spirit that those are things for all of us. For young and old, um, you know, these are things we can teach the kids. And I know we are through the... Hey, through the curriculum and things like that, this, the kids' ministry here, and that there, there's a, even a focus on teaching them to, to hear God. Yes, um, last week we prayed for some of the kids for baptism in the Holy Spirit. Eh? You know, this is, this, is, this is for young, for old. I mean, that's the thing. We had my parents last week praying for the young kids. Eh? So it's for all flesh, eh? for all of us. It's a promise from the Lord. Which is beautiful. And it's for others besides us too. <coughs> and for other places. And yeah, I just wanted to, to end with one, one particular testimony as well from, from my workplace. Like I said earlier, I've, I've learned to, yeah, to trust the Lord with using spiritual gifts. Yeah. I think you know, some of my understanding even from when I, was, when I started my job as a lecturer was part of my reasoning was that this is a great job that's also flexible enough to allow me to do ministry in church. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, saw my work more as a way of, although I enjoy it, yeah. but more as a way of allowing me to do, to do <laughs> ministry. Okay? And God's really taught me over the years that it's not to be viewed like that. Yeah. that it's not so separate, that my workplace is a place of ministry Mm. and one doesn't replace the other and one's not better than the other it's just part of what he has for Mm. me in in my life but going with that (laughs) he's also had to teach me well then what does my gifting look like Mm. i think well okay so in the church um i've got a gift of pastoring okay so Mm. i'm a pastor Mm. I can't be a pastor at work. <laughs> and then God began to show me, no, but you can be a pastor at work. Okay. And suddenly I started to realize, you know, 
show interest in your colleagues mm. you know mm. ask them how they're doing yeah. simple things like that you know yeah. suddenly the tea breaks and the lunch breaks and the social things became important because Ooh. i realized oh actually i've got more of a purpose here like actually yeah. god wants to use me more pastorally and the same yeah. with my students Instead of being more focused, like I was initially, I have to admit, when students would come to me and say something like, you know, I didn't do this or I couldn't do the test because of this drama and this thing and that thing. And I'd be like, okay, okay, let's just make another plan and time. Now, I suddenly realized, hang on, if I'm a pastor, what does that look like in this moment? So focusing on the student. How are you? Do you need to, you know, even if they don't have to necessarily speak to me, but... Do you need counseling services? Do you need help? Or just yeah. that sort of mindset shift yeah. was like, ah, the Holy Spirit has empowered me yeah. in this environment to use these gifts. Yeah. And um, and so I began to realize that. And then so the one one story that I will end with, <laughs> just to finish off, was a scary one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was one where I was attending a conference, and at this conference it was just myself and one other guy from my department, otherwise I didn't know that many people there. And so the two of us were hanging out together a lot at the conference. And he went up to do his, give his presentation and I was sitting near the front and listening to him talk. And while he's talking, I just saw like spiritually, supernaturally, something that doesn't even happen often with me. But I saw this word over him, like just so clearly in my mind as he's talking and he's talking on like, an academic thing on sport management. Not spiritual moment. We hadn't been praying. I wasn't asking God for words or anything. And this word as well, it says, misunderstood. Yeah. I mean, God, what are you saying through this? What do you want to say? And I mean, I did have a few things because we'd been talking and getting to know each other better. And, and I'd known him for a while as well. I was like, okay, God, well, you know, how do I bring this into conversation? Like, what? Yeah. But... If you want me to minister to him and you want me to share something more, then I'm going to make myself more available and let's see. And um, anyway, so later that day there was a tea break and as everyone was sort of clearing out, I'd been chatting to him and he was actually just suddenly began sharing his heart on a few things. And I was like, I don't actually know what to say, but I'm just going to say this word. (laughs) And I didn't even know, it's like so awkward, I didn't even know how to fit this into context. I said... Um, I, I said, you know, uh, I get the feeling that sometimes you feel misunderstood. And as I, stood, as I said that, he like stopped and looked at me and his eyes just filled with tears. And he's like a hardened man, like a military man. He's older than me as well. And, you know, he's a rough man's man kind of guy. He lectures like our adventure studies and things. He's like... Sort of, you know, mountain rescue team and all sorts of things. So this is not like, you know, this is not what I expected even. And anyway, but we, we were able to have an amazing connection moment and then talk more about God and what I'd felt um, and, and how that led to something. But yeah, that was, that was a huge lesson for me of just of looking out for gifts of the Holy Spirit everywhere. Even when at an academic conference or wherever you might be. And because God loves people, He loves to reach everybody. And that is the sense of the gifts. We don't pursue the gifts of the Spirit 
to make ourselves look good. We don't try and, you know, have a, a tick list. Yes, I can prophesy. Yes, I can heal. Yes, I can administrate. Whatever. We don't, we don't do that. But we do need all those things. And Paul even says, you know, encourages us that we should desire the greater gifts. Why? Not because of like reaching a level or some superiority or progressing like that. It's because God wants to use us. Yes. And He can use us if we're operating with His gifts. Because we need supernatural empowering. Yeah, we all do. And yeah, I want, I want us just to even just pray a little bit this morning and be, be challenged in this. But I, I just feel that we can be encouraged to, to think right now about what is it that we really need from the Holy Spirit right now. It's okay to say that, you know. It's like, Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you more. We need to be fully reliant on Him. But to trust Him for an empowering for our life right now. And for some of us, it might be the strength aspect, like physical. Okay. Healing, strength, energy, those sorts of things might be what's really needed by, you know, through the Holy Spirit. Some might want to be praying more for that efficiency aspect. I need to be able to do this in less time or with less energy. It's what I'm doing. Or I need to be able to do more or have greater capacity for what I'm doing. That might be more of your prayer. And for others, it might be some specific abilities that you're needing or that you're wanting. Maybe you're just desiring to. You desire to, to preach or you desire to worship, play an instrument. Or you need to, for your work, you need to be learning new gifts and skills, abilities to really excel, or to step to a next level or, you know, in, in terms of whatever God has got for you. Um, so, yeah, I want us just to have some time just to pray into that and we can actually, actually just engage with God. So if that's good, I'm just going to pray now in general and then... Um, yeah, and then I want to invite us as well, just if you want to just once again, just gather just with a small group or with one or two people. You don't even have to share if you don't want to, uh, but you can share something if there's something that stood out for you that you feel you want to pray into or you want to pray for. Um, otherwise, we can just pray blessing over each other yeah. in, um, in any of these things that we've, we've spoken about. So, yeah, Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your gifts. Thank you for your empowering. Thank you that you give us everything that we need. And you know what we need right now, Lord. You even know more than we know. But we come with fresh faith again this morning. And we just ask you for all that you've got. We just release fresh power over each of us right now. Yes, yes. A fresh empowering, Lord. Mm. Bring energy, bring strength, mm. bring capacity, mm. bring time, mm. bring solutions, yes, bring ideas, bring gifts, bring skills, bring knowledge mm. and wisdom. <clears throat> Thank you that you're with us in these ways every moment of every day with all that we're doing. 
Thank you we can call upon you in the workplace or at home or wherever we are. Thank you, you care about all those people in every situation. Yeah, we just embrace you and all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so if you'd like to just turn to a few people and just spend a few moments continuing to pray or just speaking blessings.